Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen Dubuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So thank you for joining me again. We're going to talk about a topic today that is so relevant and I think so needed for our culture and what is going on with all the information and what we're allowing in our minds. And I have to share with you a story. It's so funny because I wanted to record this podcast actually earlier this morning and it got derailed. And I can't wait to tell you the story. It's a terrible story, actually. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy story. Um, but it actually provided a really good illustration for the podcast. So maybe God was delaying the recording of this podcast for a reason. You're going to hear all about that in just one second. Before I tell you the story and before we start the podcast, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. I know so many people are thinking of homeschooling right now, or you know, maybe you've been homeschooling already. I'd encourage you to go check out Apologia. We are using, we're continuing to use their health and nutrition um, uh, curriculum this year for my high schoolers. We have already started using it in the past with my boys. My daughter completed it, and we're going to finish it up uh, this year. So I'd encourage you to check out their amazing science curriculum for K through six grades. Are fabulous. We use them. My all of my children use them for science, um, and then their middle school and high school programs are stellar. We use those as well. So I would encourage you to go check out Apologia if you want to learn more about homeschooling. They've got Lots of great resources on their website just to help you learn more about it. So go check them out at Apologia.com. So today I wanted to, I really wanted to talk about this idea of what we allow in our minds matters. And, you know, I want to really compare it to our homes. Like, you know, who do we allow in our homes? Now, personally, we want to be hospitable. We want to practice hospitality and we want to, you know, open up our homes as a good, loving place. But sometimes we can have the wrong people come in our homes and toxic things. And, you know, you wouldn't allow people to come in your home and steal and fight and cause disorder. And so we're going to talk about that because that's what a lot of us are doing these days when we're allowing so much junk in our minds. You know, we would never before in our life have so many people talking to us at once. And you know, when you're on the internet, that's basically what it is. You know what your friend from kindergarten is doing. You know what your, you know, friend from summer camp when you were eight years old is having for dinner. And you know all the political beliefs of everyone you went to high school with. And guess what? Everybody's talking about it at once and screaming in your ears about it. And you would never allow that kind of company in your home, right? On your daily basis, when you're trying to do things, you would never allow all this disorder and confusion and negativity in your home. Yet, we're we're allowing it in our minds every single day. So we're going to talk today about what goes on, you know, what we're allowing in our minds and really getting our mind above the things of this world and onto Jesus. But 
Here's a really good story that kind of is such a good picture. So I was all ready to um, record this podcast bright and early this morning. I was setting up. And while I was doing that, I just happened to go and look out my back window and I see something sitting in my yard right next to our goat pen. So I see my goats sitting on one side of their fence and on the other side for a split second I thought, is that a cat sitting out there? No, it's bigger than a cat. Oh, it's a fox. And now we have we have fox around here a lot. And so we've seen this one fox, I guess it's the same one all the time, but we see a fox regularly um, on our property and we hear a fox regularly during the night. If you've never heard a fox before, you can Google that sound and you'll hear what I have heard many nights. It is not a nice sound to wake up to. (laughs) They have this loud screeching sound. And so um, I see the fox sitting there and I'm like, that's strange. And the goats are just sitting on one side and the fox is just sitting on the other. It was very strange. And so I kind of yell out the window like, yeah, you know, get out of here. I'm like a little old lady when it comes to animals on my property that don't belong here. (laughs) I'm like, get out of here. And so it gets up and it doesn't really leave. And so now I go downstairs to our back door so I can like kind of make some more noise. And I'm, I open the door and I'm like yelling and it starts to walk away. And as it starts to walk away, I notice in the grass feathers and what looks like a dead chicken. And I'm like, oh, no, not again. We have not had good fortune with chickens this year, that is for sure. We have lost a lot to predators to the point that we lock our chickens up on the daily now. We used to let our chickens free range all the time from sunup till sundown. We have not been able to do that in a very long time because we lost a lot to foxes this year. Or not to foxes, to hawks, I'm sorry, this year. And so we have built a special tractor for them during the day that they can stay, you know, in the grass, but yet be safe. And at night they get locked up in their chicken coop. And so when I saw this chicken, I thought for a moment, well, it can't be ours because ours are locked up unless it somehow got in. And I'm thinking, but it has to be ours because I really can't imagine this fox dragged one from across the road. The people across the road have a chickens, but I can't imagine they it dragged it here. Plus, it looked like one of ours from far away. I could see it was the same coloring. So I, you know, I start to try to think what's going on, what's going on. And meanwhile, my one of my sons comes downstairs and I'm like telling him, I think the fox got into our chicken coop. And so he... um he gets his shoes on. He says he'll go out and look. Now, at this point, I had scared the fox away enough that it went to our tree line to where the woods are, but it kept coming back. It would like come back and look around and then I'd yell and it would go back to the woods and then it would come back and I'd yell and it would go back to the woods. So it wasn't totally gone. So I was kind of nervous. So my son goes back there. I didn't go back there. I'm a big baby, but you know, I was watching him from the deck and this is my oldest son. Um, and so... He's back by the chickens for quite a while. He's trying to see, you know, did it get in? Is it one of ours? Whatever. And he's gone a while. And I see him. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And, you know, he's just calling back to me like, 
just a minute, just a minute. And he comes finally back to the house and he says, well, the fox got in and there's a dead chicken in the coop, well, in the run. And, um, you know, there's one dead one out in the yard. And so I'm just like, oh my goodness. And apparently there was a space between our run and our coop. And this is so sad because we just did a whole bunch of work on our coop. I shouldn't say we, my husband and my son did a whole bunch of work last week on our coop. And I'm guessing when they adjusted the coop, um, it made this space that apparently a fox was able to get in this small space and pull the chicken out, which to me still is crazy because it's not a big space. Anyway, um, this all happens and I'm like, well, there goes recording the podcast. There goes my whole morning because actually at this point, Steve had to come home. He was working um, and he had to come home and <laughs> clean up the chicken that was in the coop dead because... I, that is above my pay grade. I'm sorry if you guys are farmers out there. <laughs> I can't do it. I couldn't like figure even out how to get it out because it was in an enclosed run. Um, so he's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to come home and I'll take care of it. And so, um, you know, it was really upsetting way to start the morning. And I'm like, you know, isn't that funny? Here I'm about to do a podcast about like, you know, what we're allowing in our home. And I just thought it was such a picture of this one little space that we didn't even realize was big enough to let this enemy in, this fox, and destroy chickens. And that's what happens to us, you know? Sometimes we don't realize what we are allowing in our minds or in our homes, I should say, that can inch its way in and cause such damage. And so I just was thinking about that all day. And I was like, I got to get to that recording. I got to get to that recording. And here we are now. It's in the evening. I'm finally getting to this recording. And I just been thinking about that, though. Like, what a picture of exactly what I had wanted to talk about. And so um, we have to be really careful. I'm just, I'm just, I want to talk about this, right? I mean, we have to be really careful. I've been thinking about this so much this week that, you know, I'm on the internet. I've been talking about this the whole pandemic, you know, the um, the amount of information and the amount of division and the amount of negativity that's going on out there. But like, I thought about it this, this week in a different light, and it doesn't just apply to the pandemic or, you know, any of the controversies, because there's many of them going on right now, and politics and the culture and everything else. But we have to be really careful with this whole internet business and news and media and social media and all of this stuff because we are allowing so much into our minds, into our homes, because what goes into our minds is going to outflow into our homes. And it's going to have a devastating effect. I see it already, and so many people are being so affected. So I want to go back to what I was saying in the beginning of the episode. Okay, I homeschool. I'm home a lot. I work at home. My ministry is my, my work, my passion. You know, it's what I do. And 
And if I, if you think about it, if I were to, you know, while I was homeschooling my kids or while I was writing for my book or while I was, you know, um, teaching a Bible study in my Simply Living for Him online community, while I'm doing all that, or just like hanging out with my kids, let's just say something like that. What if while I was doing one of those things, I had in the room a girl that I went to high school with screaming at me her political beliefs, a boy that I knew as a child sharing his family photos, um, a girl that I worked with sharing all her favorite recipes along with all the pictures, um, my you know aunt that I haven't seen in years, sharing with me the latest headline and all her opinions about it. And then all her friends' arguments are also, they're all her friends are standing in my room too, arguing over that article. We would never allow that in our home while I was with my family or while I was working or while I was ministering. Why would I allow that then to come into my life daily? Because if you think about it, at any one time, I can see all of the people that I went to high school with, all of the people that I worked with, my acquaintances, people in my town, people I hardly even know, people I've never met, sharing with me at any given moment, pictures of their family, pictures of what they're doing in the moment, pictures of what they're eating, all of their headlines that they have opinions on headlines, all of the statistics of the pandemic, all of the different controversial things going on, and their opinions, and everybody else's opinion about that thing, because then there's the comments, which, you know, these days are just full of horrible nastiness. And you know, amongst that nastiness and terrible stuff, there's also good stuff. Like I said, people showing you pictures. I could see at any given time. I mean, do you ever think about that? At any given time, I can see what a childhood friend is doing right now on her vacation with her family. What they're eating, what rides they're going on, what they're doing. Do we ever think about how this is just too much information for our brains to handle at any given time? Throw that you know, throw all of that on top of a very hard, difficult few months in our country, a pandemic, and people completely divided over the pandemic, over masks, over going to school or not going to school, over, you know, the cultural issues, the racism issues, over everything. So throw in just the usual information overload of social media with all of the cultural things going on and the controversies and the division, and you just have a massive storm going on in your mind. No wonder people are depressed. No wonder people are despondent. No wonder people are feeling lost. No wonder people are feeling on edge. No wonder people don't even want to engage with people these days because everybody has had enough. And enough is enough. I would never sit while I was working with my kids or while I was hanging out with my kids and physically allow all those people into my mind, I mean, into my home to scream at me about a hundred different things at once. So why do I allow it in my mind? Because you know what? A lot of us are doing it. We're hanging with the kids. We're looking at the phone. 
I'm working on my ministry. I'm scrolling also, you know, uh, into I have my one window open on Facebook, one window open on, you know, my writing. We have to stop and say enough is enough and focus on what is here and now in front of us. What we bring into our mind matters. What we're bringing into our home. We are bringing into our home everybody's statistic, everybody's life, everybody's problem, everybody's good and bad. It's too much. It's too much. And so, you know, I wanted to look at a couple of verses here to remind us, you know, as I always say, as somebody living for him, my job is to point you to Jesus. And so let's think about this for a minute. Are you feeling like that? Are you feeling like, gosh, I'm just like, like the other day I was saying, I don't even know. I'm just feeling so kind of restless and so kind of like, you know, just on edge. What is it? And it's like, you know what? You don't even realize how this stuff is infiltrating your mind. Years ago, we did not have this. We had the radio, we had TV. We talked on the phone to our friends. We didn't have this barrage, this constant barrage of information, this constant like, you know, just um, being, just everything is being thrown at us, good and bad, like I said. But how much can we possibly take in? Who are we allowing in our homes are you allowing everybody and their opinion in your home? Because that's what you're doing when you're allowing it in your mind. And then, like I said, what goes on in your mind becomes an outflow of your action. And when your mind is full of chaos and confusion, your actions are going to be disorderly as well. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I like to post that one up. I used to have that one posted right by my desk. You could post it on your computer, like on a little post-it note to remind yourself. Is what I'm looking at on the internet right now does it fall into these categories? Are the articles I'm reading, are the things I'm reading, are the, the people's thoughts that I'm reading, are the, um, you know, just all the stuff you're putting in your mind. Is it true? Is it honorable? Just, pure, lovely, commendable? Is it of excellence? Is it anything worthy of praise? And if not, Let's reevaluate. We need to have these things coming in our mind first. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The renewal of your mind by getting in God's word. Are we filling up our minds with so much junk that we aren't even filling it up with the things that are lovely and true and the things that are renewing our mind and transforming us. Because when God's word transforms us, it renews us and it transforms us from the inside out. Then we are able to sort of handle all of that stuff coming at us. You know, I worry about our younger generation. How on earth can they handle this? Like, how on earth, like even my young college daughter, you know, we were talking about it last night, you know, seeing everybody's opinion on everything. And there's this constant back and forth. And people just, quite frankly, aren't being that kind anymore. 
You know, this is constant back and forth and negativity and just flat out division. And I think it's because we just have too much information. Um, Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things that are above and not things that are on earth. Today, I made a real point um, to really keep my mind free from all of the junk out there. Um, you know, check in once in a while here and there, get a notification, check it out, give one scroll here or there, but not to read all the comments, not to go down the rabbit trails. And to really, I was driving in my car, I had a, I had a um, errand to do that was kind of far away. So it was about 40 minutes there and 40 minutes back. I didn't put the radio on. I didn't put anything on. I was even, I even have lately been driving with my Bible, just reading in the background. I didn't even do that. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to God's word because that is what you want in your mind. But at that point driving, I said to myself, I'm just going to let it be quiet. I'm just going to talk to God. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to be in the quiet because we forget what that's like. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life, right? We need to make sure what we are filling ourselves up with is good and pure and lovely because lovely because out of that, out of what's in our heart is going to flow our actions. Um, and then, let me just see, I had a few more verses here I wanted to read. I want to make sure I don't skip over. I had, uh, there's a psalm, I don't have it in front of me, that I was thinking of. Um, well, here, it's not the one I was thinking of, but Psalm 19, 14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. What are you meditating on? What are you thinking on? And what are you allowing into your, into your home? Who are you allowing into your home? You do not need to allow everybody out there into your home on a daily basis. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. I pray that you have friends that are iron out there, that you are allowing those friends into your home and into your mind. You know, invite over a friend for coffee. Don't talk about all the junk of this world. Just get to, just like talk to each other. Just get to know each other. What's going on in your life? You know, how can we pray together? How can we encourage each other? And when you do all that, then maybe you can tackle some of the difficult issues of the culture, right? Because we do have to deal with those things. But when we're constantly letting our minds be filled up with all this stuff, it's really hard to be sharpening others. All I see is division everywhere. Name calling, it, it, may, it actually this week has made me want to cry. There was one day where I was literally like starting to cry because I was just like, what is going on? And I just think people have had enough. There's so much division. Um, then it says here in Proverbs 22, 24 to 25, make no friendship with a man given to anger, 
nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Someone's out there and they're angry and they're negative and they're, you know, spewing out their rant. Don't let them drag you into that. It says in James, it talks about anger. It says in the book of James, be quick to uh, listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. We do not want to give the devil a foothold when we start to, you know, um, let anger creep in there. You know, I was talking about it with my daughter last night and I said, it's a shame because she had said that she's had a couple of conversations with others and good ones. She said, you know, things they didn't agree on, but they were able to civilly discuss and they didn't do it publicly like on a post. They did it privately in private messages. And she was kind of glad about that. And I said, you know, honey, that's really awesome. I'm so glad that you're able to do that because most people aren't these days. I said, it's so important to go to the person and, and don't let, you know, the devil sneak in there and divide people and divide you and your friends. And I said, you know, the devil's having a field day right now because everybody's like, you know, just being divided. And, you know, people are just like posting and then they're saying this and they're saying that. And I said to her, don't let that happen because I said, if we didn't have the internet, like you're having disagreements with friends that you never would have had a couple of years ago. You're having them because there's all this stuff going on and people are commenting and posting and it makes you maybe like see this person in a different light. I said, if we weren't all commenting and posting our, you know, stuff, we wouldn't have this division. Unfortunately, the situations that are going on right now in our culture are causing divides in friendships that otherwise wouldn't have them. It's causing division where there otherwise would have been unity. And so I was grateful that she was able to, like, not allow that division to occur and that they were able to have discussions. And she said, you know what? In the end, we decided that we don't agree, but <laughs> we're still friends. And I'm like, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it should be. And so we want to we surround ourselves with people like that, right? So who are you allowing into your home today? Who are you allowing into your home through your social media? Who are you allowing in your home through a magazine, a newspaper, a, a TV show, um, uh, you know, a news program through Facebook, through Instagram, whatever your social media thing is that you like? Who are you allowing in your home? Because who you're allowing in your home is infiltrating your mind. And your actions are an outflow of your mind. And we are to be allowing into our home those that are edifying and building us up and encouraging us and pointing us to Jesus. And we should be doing the same for others. So be careful today. Don't allow those in your home that are going to be causing division and toxicity. Look what happened with my chickens. One little space in their chicken coop that we didn't notice a little space for that sneaky little fox to sneak in, to slither in, to steal, to come in like a thief in the night and steal. And so what a picture today that I saw that that happened right when I was about to do this podcast. And here I am now. And I'm like, what a picture. 
when we're on the internet and we think, well, I'm just going to scroll for a minute. I'm just going to check things out. And all of a sudden, time goes by. And another half an hour goes by. And another 20 minutes goes by. And that little space, that little place that you thought you had a safe fence around, there's a little space there. And all of a sudden, things start to infiltrate that space before you realize it. And you've gone down the wrong path. And you're allowing the junk of this world to fill up your mind. I encourage you. Set a time. I'm going to check the news headlines today. See what's going on. And I'm going to turn it off like the old days. Like the 7 o'clock news, right? I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to turn it off. I will not allow people into my home that I didn't invite. You didn't invite everybody and their friends and everybody that you've known at some point in your life into your home all at once with all their negativity, right? So let's not do it. You would never hang out with your kids while you were surrounded with a bunch of people yelling at you, showing you things and all this. So why do we think it's okay So, well, I'll just glance at my phone for a few minutes. Because once you do that, you're getting sucked in to everyone's conversations, to everyone's lives. And it's exponentially more than we've ever had before. We've We've never been able to see what everybody is doing all at once. Is it a good thing to be able to share? Absolutely. We went to the beach yesterday. I shared a few pictures on my Facebook page. You know, look, we went to the beach. It was fun. Of course it's okay. That's, I think that's the point. That was what was fun about social media. We could share so, you know, my family could see what we did or my friends could see the beautiful pictures from the beach, right? The fun, the fun is gone now. There's so much junk. It's become a battleground. And today, as a Christian, as a Jesus follower, you can say, there's no battleground in my house today. My house is a place of peace. My house is a place of love. My house is a place of order. My house is a place where Jesus resides. And if you're going to come in my house, you're going to have to live by his rules. (laughs) You're going to see love in my home. You're going to see peace. You're going to see Jesus. So you have an opportunity when you're on the internet to practice hospitality. Think of it like your home. You're allowing people in. Let them see Jesus in you. Don't, don't be over there ranting and yelling and, and, and calling names. There goes your Christian witness right there. So you also have a responsibility to show people Jesus. Just think about it. Just like I said, you all of a sudden you have all these people that you have connections with, right? People from childhood, people from whatever. And you're seeing all their stuff. And I'm like, ah, it's too much. But look at it at the flip side of the coin. You have an opportunity to reach people you never would have had contact with if the internet didn't exist. You never would know. I always say, who needs to go to a high school reunion? I see what everybody in high school is doing now. More than I ever would have years ago, right? But you have an opportunity to reach people of all walks of life and all parts of your life and to show them a little place of peace on the internet 
because I'm sure that they're seeing 99% of the time these days negativity and division and fighting. (laughs) And you get to show them Jesus. So, two things. Invite people to your house and show them Jesus. And if they're going to come in and it's just going to be like a playground for the enemy because, you know, all these things are going on, you can shut the door and say, I don't want any part of that. I can show Jesus. But if people are going to sit there and and um, only bring negativity to me, I can shut the door. Lock up that fence. Close up any spaces where the enemy wants to prowl in there. So that's my little life lesson today from the chicken coop, from our life experience, and really what I've been thinking about. Who are you allowing in your home? Who are you allowing in your mind? Be a light out there for Christ. It's a dark, 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 dark world. I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling kind of despondent some days, seeing how, how dark it can get. But we have the light of Jesus, and that's where we live, with his light on in our home. So I hope this encouraged you today. If you are interested, um, I am teaching a new Bible study in the Simply Living for Him online women's community. It starts July 20th. It is um, called Simplify Your Life, and we're going to talk all about what God says about your possessions, about your stuff, your physical and mental clutter, um, and talking about, you know, Jesus and what, you know, wanting him more than the things of this world. So we're going to talk all about that. For four weeks, that study starts July 20th. It's completely free. We have other Bible studies that I have taught in there. I taught one on worry, and I taught one on how to how to study the Bible. Those are also free. You can join at any time. We are also doing a, a scripture writing group. If you want to join that group, it is... Um, completely free. Everything in the community is free. Um, And we are writing out the book of James for this month. And it's been so amazing because the women in the community, they will post pictures of their writing or they will post insights that they are learning as they're writing through the book of James. And we're all learning from each other. It is a beautiful, beautiful community. We're also memorizing Romans 8 for July and August. Um, So that's another group in there that you can join. I do daily devotionals in that uh, community as well. And so you are welcome to come on into our Simply Living for Him community. There is zero negativity there. There has not been one issue, one problem. It is nothing but encouragement and God-centered posts and just encouragement from the women. And it's a beautiful place to grow closer to Jesus. So come on over and join us at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. It's completely free and I would love to see you there. Also, the Simply Living for Him devotional is still available on Amazon. I've had several people tell me this summer that it's been one of the books that they've been reading for this summer and that just blesses me so much. Um, So that's available on Amazon 
on if you are a homeschooler or you're thinking about homeschooling. I have my best-selling homeschool books on Amazon called Home and Real Homeschool. Um, You can gear up for your new school year by checking those out, especially if you're going to be a new homeschooler. I also do homeschool consulting and uh, mentorship. So if you're interested in setting up an appointment, you can go to simplylivingforhim.com and find all the information for that as well. Um, So I think that's about all the things I wanted to catch you up on. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to continue this conversation. So reach out, let me know. And of course, if you liked the podcast, please share it with your friends. Help me get the message out there um, to focus on Jesus and not on the things of this world. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.